Recently, a federal judge ruled in favor of Oregon's gun control initiative. Measure 114 has been referred to by the NRA as the nation's most extreme gun control law, but the law still hasn't taken effect because another judge has it on hold. This law was first passed in November 2022, but hasn't yet been released from its legislative tug of war, despite what the mainstream media, gun control groups, and Oregon's attorney, uh, Attorney General Elkin Rosenblum, may want you to believe. Also this week, we remember Jim Scouton, longtime host of Shooting USA. And last but not least, this week's Toy for Today Modern Militiaman Spotlight is on a man in Texas whose late night visit to the ATM could have ended very badly if it wasn't for the fact that he was armed. He was making a transaction at a drive-up ATM when two men pulled up, jumped out of their car, demanding that he fork over the money. Instead, he put a fork in their criminal careers. Stick a fork in me, Jerry. I'm done. <laughs> Both of the would-be robbers are now dead. It's not wise to attempt to make prey of the armed and trained. Welcome to 2A for Today, a program where we explore all things Second Amendment, all things that threaten, violate, and protect the God-given and Second Amendment-protected rights of all Americans. My name is Zowar. On July 14th, U.S. District Court Judge Karen Immergut ruled that Oregon's Measure 114 does not violate the U.S. Constitution. Since this law was passed in November 2022, it's faced numerous legal challenges from 2A groups, such as the Oregon Firearms Federation, Gun Owners of America, and the Gun Owners Foundation. In short, the first part of the law imposes a lengthy procedure to apply for a permit to purchase a firearm, which includes photo ID, safety training, paying fees, fingerprints, criminal background checks, yada yada. The procedural aspect of the bill also gives local law enforcement the ability to deny permits to applicants they believe are a danger to themselves or others, like those conservatives who believe they, the elections are stolen, right? The second part of Measure 114, and perhaps the most controversial, is the law's ban on the manufacture and sale of large-capacity ammunition magazines. Large-capacity magazines, according to Measure 114, are fixed, detachable magazines or functional equivalent that can accept more than 10 rounds of ammunition and allows a shooter to keep firing without having to pause to reload. The biggest point of contention still being debated about the ammunition gun magazine restrictions is whether high-capacity magazines should be considered bearable arms, which are protected by the Second Amendment or firearms accessories. Gun rights activists hold the position that magazines are critical to the firearm's functionality and therefore they fall into the category of firearms. But Judge Immergood disagreed and stated during the July 14th ruling, magazines are an accessory to firearms rather than a specific type of firearm. At the time of the Second Amendment's ratification through to the late 19th century, firearm accessories like cartridge boxes, which held ammunition, but unlike modern magazines did not feed the ammunition into firearms, were not considered arms, but instead were considered accoutrements. In French it is said as accoutrement. So you might hear some people say it as accoutrement, but in English it's said as accoutrement. Accoutrement, it's how you normally say it in English, but yeah, accoutrement. The procedural aspect of Measure 114, particularly the red flag S determinations, which allow law enforcement to deny a gun permit to an individual they consider mentally unfit, also has been at the root of most of its opposition and legal challenges. The NRA has strongly opposed the gun control measure, and here's a statement made by the NRA Institute for Legislative Action following the November vote on Measure 114. 
Measure 114 is yet another anti-gun ballot initiative that seeks to further erode Second Amendment rights in Oregon. It imposes a permit requirement in order to exercise the Second Amendment right to acquire a firearm. The permit application process includes a one-size-fits-all training mandate, a subjective mental health review that's ripe for abuse, submission of fingerprints, and a payment of a fee up to $65 to apply, and up to $50 bucks to renew. Issuing authorities have up to 30 days to issue permits to qualified applicants, and they must be renewed every five years. Meanwhile, criminals will continue obtaining their firearms illegally, and instantly, I might add. But Judge Emmergut argued in the July 14th ruling that BM-114's permit-to-purchase regime on its face sets forth objective criteria for the issuance of permits and doesn't allow unfettered discretion by permitting agents in assessing an applicant's mental health status to ensure that only law-abiding and responsible citizens can purchase firearms in the state of Oregon. Yeah, so we'll just trust them, right? However, there is still a glimmer of hope for Second Amendment supporters regarding Measure 114. Believe it or not, despite this latest supposed win for the gun control lobby, Oregon's gun control measure still cannot move forward at this time. Harney County Judge Robert Rascio issued a ruling in December 2022 blocking the law from taking effect. In his decision, he wrote, Deprivation of fundamental constitutional rights for any period constitutes irreparable harm. A trial is set for September. Not only that, but following the July 14th decision upholding the law by the federal judge, a notice to appeal the law was filed on behalf of the Firearms Policy Coalition, the Second Amendment Foundation, two federally licensed firearms dealers, and a professional shooter. The lawyers for these gun rights groups argue that the measure's regulations violated Oregonians' Second Amendment right to acquire a gun for self-defense and gun dealers' right to due process. They believe that the Ninth Circuit Court of Appeals is likely to overturn America's decision. So stay tuned in this game of legal arm wrestling. Moving on, we want to give a shout out to the family, friends, and fans of Jim Scouten, a longtime two-way celebrity and host of Shooting USA who passed away on July 18th in Franklin, Tennessee at the ripe age of 77. The Shooting Wire reported that Scouten was managing editor of Tier 1 Media LLC and creator of two of the most successful cable television shows on the Outdoor Channel. Scouten's career as a respected expert and celebrity in the shooting industry spanned about 25 years. In 2018, he was inducted to the Legends of the Outdoors Hall of Fame. In his Hall of Fame speech, Scouten summed up his message about shooting with the following words. Doesn't this look like fun? Don't these people seem like folks you enjoy shooting with? Freedom is the cure. You're dead on. This is the largest experiment performed on human beings in the history of the world. The more you know. What they're doing is they're forcing vaccination on people. And I believe they are killing people with this vaccination. The freer you are. It's murder. They are basically murdering people in hospitals. The all-cause mortality we know is now higher in the vaccinated group than the unvaccinated group. Stay informed on the issues that affect freedom. Get a subscription to The New American today. TheNewAmerican.com And now for a lesson in ATM safety from this week's 2A for Today Modern Militiamen. 
A young man was minding his own business withdrawing money from an ATM in San Antonio, Texas late one night when he saw two other men in their 20s driving towards him. They attempted to rob him, but instead wound up face to face with the would-be victim's handgun and subsequently lost their lives. The individual was drawing, withdrawing money from the ATM. Two suspects approach him, try to rob him. He shoots at them, kills both. The San Antonio police have stated that the victim was acting in self-defense, and there's an investigation being conducted. Kudos to this young man for being prepared, aware of his surroundings, and having the foresight and common sense to put his God-given right to bear arms into practice. Incidents like this one are on the rise in America. The phenomenon is called jugging. It's been a trend throughout the country right now. We believe at this point, again, this could change that this was a jugging incident. According to the Austin Police Department, a jugging case is a form of theft that includes robbery. It occurs when a suspect follows a victim from a bank to their next location. These incidents include, but are not limited to, large banks, check cashing stores, drive-through bank services, ATMs, and smaller banking branches. Victims are approached, threatened with violence, or assaulted while the suspect demands the money or aggressively takes the cash bag. The crime happens frequently when cash bags are visible as the victim leaves the bank or ATM. This modern militiaman story magnifies the fact that anyone can attack you at any time. And if you aren't armed and trained and prepared, you are much more vulnerable. If there are other criminals out there, simple-minded enough to consider such a flawed plan of action, maybe they'll reconsider. Lord only knows the plans these robbers had for the money they were about to steal, but their evil ambition was shut down, and they have now met their maker. That concludes our program. You've been watching 2A for today. My name is Zoe. Post your comments or questions, and we'll try to address as many as we can, as fast as we can, in the coming weeks and months. Thank you for watching 2A for today.